Welcome to the weekly sermons and studies podcast at First Baptist. Today's speaker is our senior pastor, Dr. Jeff Reynolds. Would you pray with me? Lord, we join in their confession that Christ the babe is Lord of all, King of kings and Lord of lords. And today we freely confess yet again that Jesus Christ is Lord, and we do so to the glory of God the Father. We do that freely and of our own accord, recognizing that one day every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But it is our joy to do so voluntarily this day and to magnify Jesus. Lord, as Jesus is lifted up in our midst, we pray that you would draw all of us to Christ and make us more like him so that when this experience comes to an end and we go out into a very busy world, that we would shine brightly the light of Jesus Christ to everyone we meet and that we would make our communities better because you are in us. We ask your blessing as we look now to your word and pray that you would transform us by the renewing of our minds to make us more like Jesus. For it's in his precious and holy name that we pray. Amen. I want to invite you to open your Bibles with me to Luke chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 22 through 38 today. And if you're in the Red Pew Bible here in the room, that's page 857. But as you turn, I want to, I want to ask you, have you ever noticed that sometimes God shows up in the most ordinary of moments. Sometimes God comes and brings his extraordinary into our ordinary. That when you're doing really kind of routine things like, I don't know, praying or reading the word of God, following a daily reading plan, or getting up and coming to church on Sunday morning, that just by engaging in those routine activities, sometimes God shows up and and it's anything but routine. Today we're going to look at the story of a couple of people who were simply carrying out what God had called them to do. And I can promise you that it had become very ordinary for them, for they had been doing it for a long time. They had developed a routine of godliness and a routine of worship that was just their ordinary. And then in the middle of their ordinary, God brought his extraordinary. That's my prayer for all of us this Christmas. I've said several times as we've journeyed through the Advent season together that Advent is a season of revival built into the church calendar year where we focus, perhaps more than at other times in the year, on our relationship with God and what that means and what that ought to mean and how we who have received Jesus Christ as Lord, who have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit, we ought to be different. And frankly, if we're not different, then we got a question, is the Holy Spirit really in us? If we're just as crotchety as the rest of the world right now, are we really filled with the Holy Spirit of Almighty God? If we're just as rude to people right now, are we really any different? No, Jesus said, they will know that you are my people by the way that you love one another. And so filled with his Holy Spirit, shining forth the light of Christ that we celebrated in those three young men today, we live differently. But you know, sometimes in our most ordinary moments of living differently, God can show up in extraordinary ways. 
Today, we're going to look at the stories of Simeon and Anna. Those names are probably familiar to you. I can remember singing in the choir at the Cumberland Presbyterian Church when I was a young man singing in the Christmas cantata, the tenors. I was a tenor at that point in time. I'm neither a bass nor a tenor now. I'm probably a baritone, but we didn't have enough people to be baritones in our choir, so I just had to pick one and go with it. But I can remember singing the part of Simeon. Now that I've held him in my arms, my life can come to an end. Let your servant now depart in peace, for I've seen your salvation. He's a light to the Gentiles and a glory to his people, Israel. Ricky, that's why it's so important to write that soundtrack. And you do that every week. And you all do that every week. Thank you for the soundtrack that's on our hearts. But that's where I really met Simeon. So I want to invite you to look with me, Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 38. Our theme for the day is Simeon and Anna decided to follow God, and their lives were transformed. Simeon and Anna decided to follow God, and their lives were transformed. Luke the physician writes as he's carried along by the Holy Spirit, beginning in verse 22, saying this, And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, pause right there. Before we look at Simeon and Anna, I want you to notice what Mary and Joseph were doing. This is 40 days after the birth of Jesus. He's 40 days old. I'm sure they're still in that phase where they're telling people how many months he is, but at this point, how many days he is. He's 40 days old. How do we know that he's 40 days old? Well, because they were doing what it told them to do in Leviticus chapter 12. That after he was born, Mary spent seven days, they circumcised him on the eighth day, and then there were 33 more days of Mary's purification. So 40 days... After Jesus' birth, the time of her purification was fulfilled. So what were they doing? Were they doing anything special because he was the Messiah? No. They were just following God in the ordinary thing that every single mother and father was supposed to do with their baby. Specifically with a male child, circumcised on the eighth day, 33 more days after day seven, that makes it 40 days, and they're going up to the temple to dedicate him to the Lord. That's prescribed in Leviticus chapter 12. And even the offering that they are giving is prescribed in Leviticus chapter 12, and we learn that Mary and Joseph weren't very well off because they couldn't give the more costly offering. They had to give the cheaper offering. But it was nevertheless the offering that God had prescribed, and so all Mary and Joseph were doing was carrying out the ordinary thing that God told them to do. Now, while they're carrying out the ordinary thing that God told them to do, and that thousands and thousands and thousands of people had done before them, they're going to run into two people who are there doing the ordinary thing God told them to do. And they're going to bless each other as they do. So now look at verse 25. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Now pause there and let's talk about Simeon for a minute. What does the Bible tell us about him? Well, that he was righteous and devout. 
And remember, that doesn't mean sinless, but it means that the general trajectory of his life was Godward. He sought to trust and follow Almighty God, and that he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. This was a common way of thinking of the coming of the Lord's Messiah. In Isaiah chapter 40, the prophet said, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned, and that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries, In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Simeon was there waiting for the consolation, the comfort of God's people through the coming of Messiah. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit was upon Simeon, so God was with him. And he was there in the temple, empowered by the Spirit, awaiting the Christ. He knew he couldn't die until he met the Messiah. What an amazing calling. But as he carried out that calling in the temple day by day, it had to become very ordinary. With great expectation, I'll go on and tell you, that's number one. Simeon and Anna followed God to great expectation. But with great expectation, he was there in the temple. Well, I want you to look with me down to verses 36 and 37. Just down the page and on the next page. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and and day. So we learn of Anna that she's a prophetess. God spoke to her and God spoke through her. Frances Vanderbilt in her Women of the Bible said Anna of Jerusalem was a prophetess. There had been a few others before her, godly inspired women whose deeds were well known and whose very words were remembered. There had been Deborah and Miriam and Huldah who lived in the college and was consulted by King Josiah on matters of importance. Anna was the last of these Old Testament women who were known to be remarkably devout, habitual and earnest in prayer and having the gift of prophetic utterances. These spirit-filled women were respected. Their advice was eagerly sought and honored. So who is Anna? She is a prophetess of Almighty God. God communicated to her and through her to the people. And she's there in the temple. She's a widow. And she spends her days in worship, worship in spirit and in truth with fasting and prayer. But I'm sure she had a routine. Simeon and Anna were there waiting on the consolation of Israel. And they were waiting with great expectancy, serving the Lord in routine ways. And I can tell you that if you will serve the Lord in routine ways, expecting his movement in your life, you'll see it. You'll see it. But don't come just ignoring everything of the Lord, saying, ah, I just can't get into reading my Bible. I just can't get into prayer. I just can't get into getting up and getting ready and getting to church. I'm telling you, doing those routine things is the foundation upon which God builds the extraordinary. Well, now look with me at verses 27 through 32. 
And he came in spirit to the temple. This is Simeon. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, you are now letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. I have to say it that way because that's how we sang it, Israel. God revealed to Simeon and Anna his salvation. Jesus' very name prescribes his task, Yahweh saves Yeshua. They got to meet Jesus, who was a light for revelation unto the Gentiles. Because in Isaiah 49, verses 5 and 6, it says, And now the Lord says, He who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and that Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the eyes of the Lord, and my God has become my strength. He says, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light for the nations, that my salvation may reach the end of the earth. So Jesus is that servant prophesied by Isaiah and all throughout the Old Testament who would come and not only be glory for Israel as he called Israel back to God, but would reach unto the nations. And aren't you glad? Because if you are not ethnically Jewish, you're a Gentile. I'm a Gentile. And through Jesus, God has reached even to us Gentiles that we too might be saved. Your second point is that Simeon and Anna followed God to great revelation because they got to meet the best expression of Almighty God. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him were all things made, and without him was not anything made that has been made. And he is first. He is the firstborn from among the dead, that in him he might be preeminent, and in him all things might hold together. Jesus the Christ, the Word made flesh to dwell among us, and we have beheld his glory. Glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Simeon and Anna received the revelation of Almighty God, for they got to meet the Christ child, and they celebrated. We'll now look at verses 33 through 35. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce your own soul also, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And then in verse 38, what did Anna do? And coming up that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Our third and final point is this. Simeon and Anna followed God to great consolation. Simeon and Anna followed God to great consolation. I want you to notice, they met the infant Jesus. He was 40 days old. He wasn't doing anything more than what regular 40-day-old infants were doing. And if you've ever been around a 40-day-old infant, you know what he was doing. But they saw in that baby, 
the fulfillment of the promise of God coming to pass before their eyes. And they worshiped. They worshiped. Because when you know the character of God and that his word will come to pass and his promise will be fulfilled, you don't have to see how it ends. You can know how it ends. Just seeing the beginning is blessing enough. And so they worshiped God. And they knew that soon they would be called home to glory. And soon the world would be called to glory through this baby who was born in Bethlehem. Presented in an ordinary way at the temple. But in the ordinary, God brings his extraordinary. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll join us next time. We'd love to connect with you. Just email connect at firstbaptistbg.org or call 270-842-0331.